0: Brother Zakir, salamu alaikum. My name is Abdul Qadar. I'm a businessman come social worker. As you said, we Muslims pray five times Allah Ta'ala. And then you also explain in Mirage events, how five times prayer was fixed. But we see some of this, they do three times a day. Is, it, is there any justification in doing so? So there was a question that, as I mentioned, that how five times is compulsory and will mention the Qur'an. Some people offer three times salah. Is it justified? According to the Qur'an, you should pray five times salah every day. But there are certain confessions given to you. The verses I recited in which five times is compulsory, is Surah Hud, chapter 11, verse 114. Surah Isra, chapter 17, verse 78. Surah Taha, chapter 20, verse 130. And in room, chapter 30, verse 17 and 18. If you read these verses, these verses clearly say you should pray five times. But Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has given you concession certain times. As it's mentioned for Nisa chapter 4, verse number 101, that when you travel, you can shorten your salah. As I mentioned, four rakats of Zohar, Asar, and Isha can be shortened two rakats. And when you're traveling, since it will be inconvenient, you can join the Zohar, and Dasar Salah. And if you want, you can join the Maghrib and the Isha Salah. So when people join, it becomes thrice. So when you're traveling, anyone does, I've got no objection. There have been hadith showing that in times of difficulty, there's a hadith in Sahih Bukhari, which says that it was raining very heavily. And people could not, after Maghrib Salah, come again for the Isha Salah, so the Prophet joined. So during any calamity, and any difficulty, the Prophet has given permission that you can join. But I do know there are some people who say, Oh, I have to go to office. Therefore, I will join my Asar and go together. Just for small petty things, you want to go shopping. You want to go shopping and then I'll take five hours for shopping. So I'll miss my Asar Salah. So I'll join my Zohar and Asar. This is not allowed. While traveling and in times of actual difficulties, the Prophet has given you permission. Otherwise, in normal circumstances, you should pray five times Salah every day. Hope answer the question.
1: Salam
2: Hafiz Naik Adan ki Payli Shirwat Payli kisne ki or Kabi Hui or Kahasi Hui or Kahasi Hui or Konsa Deshni Hui.
0: This is a question that the Adan how did it originate in which land and how did it take place. Sister, it took place in the land of Arabia, the city of Medina, and given in the Hadith that we have, that when the mosque was constructed, the Prophet and the Sahabas were discussing how to call the people. Some people suggested the beat, some people suggested the conch, and various suggestions were given. And the Hadith says that a person, he in his vision, he heard the words of the Adan, which I recited in my talk, by human voice, which came to the knowledge of the Prophet. And the Prophet agreed that whatever he heard, the words are very good. And there is no better way of calling the people to Salah this way and using the human voice. That's when the Prophet commanded that when you call people for Salah, use your human voice instead of the other things the people use like drum, trumpet, etc. And it was in Medina. hope that answers the question
2: we would now be starting the questions on the slips too the procedure would be such one question I would put now on the slip then on the mic my right hand side again on the slip then on the mic on the left hand side again on the slip then on the sister and such manner in a clockwise rotation the question is from brother Abdullah he asks there are several methods of performing Salah are all of them acceptable or is there only one common method of offering salah?
0: The brother asked the question that there are several ways of offering salah and I do know of that. Are all of them acceptable? Are all of them correct? Or there is only one common method? If you go to the market, you will find hundreds of books on describing the method of how to perform Salah. Most of them, they contain few or more unauthentic hadith. Most of them. There is only one common method of offering Salah. As the beloved Prophet said, it's mentioned in Sahih Bukhari, volume number 1, in the book of Adan, chapter number 18, Hadith number 604, as well as in Sahih Bukhari, volume number 9, Hadith 352, the Prophet said, Pray as you have seen me praying. When you offer Salah, you should offer Salah as our beloved Prophet Muhammad offered Salah and no other way. So where it comes to the major part of the Salah, like where to keep your hands, how to stand in Qiyam, in Ruku, in Sujood, the various posters, all these, there is only one style, only one method, which is mentioned and given in the Sahih Hadith if you refer to them. There are a few options which a person has. For example, what you recite in ruku, The Hadith says that sometime the Prophet recited Subhanu bin That glory be to Allah who is supreme. Sometime he recited Subhanu bin Azim bin Hamdika. That glory be to Allah who is supreme and praise be to him. So there are a few du'as, various different du'as which the Prophet recited in ruku, in Sujood, where a person has an option. For example, I told in Vitar, you have to offer all rakats. That is the commandment. Sometimes prophet offered one, sometimes five, sometimes seven, most of the time, three rakat. So there are options in certain things. Mainly in recitation, in ruku, in suju, etc. But the major part, the posture, how you stand, how do you sit, how do you bow, how do you prostrate, everything is only one common method, which is given in the Sai Hadith. The best book that I can recommend, which is available, And which is very concise small book and which contains authentic hadith is the book the guide to salah by M.A. Saqib if people have more time and they want to read a bigger book a book which gives more minute details how do you go for sujood what part of the body you touch first how do you get up all the minute details you can refer to the book the prayer of the Prophet from the beginning to the end, as if you see it, by Sheikh Muhammad Nasiruddin al albani sheik al-Albani. It gives the quotation of Sayyid, Hadith, etc. You can refer to this book. But as the question is, that for of your recitation, the major part of Salah is only one type. And if you want to read these books, you can refer to the library of the Islamic Research Foundation where these books are available.
1: My name is jagwinder Sidhu. I don't have a Islamic background, but even my question is not exactly concerned with Salah. Can I ask that? Uh, we'll allow you questions on the topic or connected to the topic. But okay. I actually have been looking for people to ask this question. I have not okay. been able as, to. Get as this as an exception, because you are being the interest,
2: we would uh, allow you a question. Oh, that's actually two. Yes. Oh, we'll allow you one question. <laughs> <laughs> we made one exception. Don't let <laughs> us make.
1: Okay. The basic question which, which I've been asking, i met a couple of uh, my Muslim friends and also I went to Muhammad Ali Rod and asked some Imams also. I, as far as I know, the meanings of Alif Namim or Tasin or Hamim, all these have not been expounded by the Prophet. Or have they been told to the mirror disciples? Or is it just not known or is it not just not told? Or is it, nobody knows? What is it? It's a basic thing because it starts from there. The Quran basically starts from there. Alif, Lam, Mim, And then everything starts.
0: The brother has asked a question. And he has asked many Imams and many Muslims. looking didn't get the answer. That what is the meaning of Alif, Lam, Mim, These abbreviated letters. For the complete detail, I think the answer is given in one of my cassettes. It's given the detail. But since I've asked the question, I'll just give it brief. That these abbreviated letters, which come in the beginning of certain surahs. It's there in the beginning of 29 surahs. Even the Arabic alphabet, if you count, alif, Ba, Ta, Sa, along with Ha, there are 29 Arabic letters. And in the beginning of 29 surahs, you find that these letters come. Sometime a single, saad, Noon, kaf. Sometime in twos, Ha, Meem, Ta, sin. Sometime in three letters, Alif, lam, Meem. Sometimes in four, sometime in five. There are various books written on the subject. Volumes and volumes of books. Now what does it mean? Some people say that it is a short form of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Some people. Some people said that it is the signature of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Some people say that it is used for rhyming. Some people say that Archangel Gabriel used it to attract the attention of Prophet Muhammad who used it to attract the attention of the people who read the Quran. Various, various hundred will find. But the most authentic, and the correct is that these abbreviated letters, actually, if you analyze, they come in the beginning of various surahs, is a challenge to humanity. There's a verse in the Holy Quran, several times the Holy Quran says, it gives a challenge to humanity that try and produce a Quran, a work like the Holy Quran. In Surah Isra, chapter 17, verse 88, Even if jinn and men got together, they will not be able to produce a recital like the Qur'an. The Holy Qur'an says in Surah Sur, chapter 52, verse 34, that you will not be able to produce a work like the Qur'an. In Surah Hud, chapter 11, verse number 13, it says that if you are in doubt, try and produce 10 surahs like the Holy Qur'an. In, In Surah Yunus, chapter 10, verse 38, it says, Try and produce a surah like the Quran, and the challenge gets simpler and simpler. And the final challenge is given in Surah Baqarah, chapter two, verse twenty and twenty-four, which says, "Wa in kuntum fi raib mimma nasdalna ala And if you end out as what we have revealed to our servant from time to time, bi then try and produce a surah somewhat similar to it. Wadushuwa daqum minunil la in kuntum tadikin, and call forth your helpers. And witnesses, if there is any besides Allah, if your doubts are lamta true. And if you cannot. And of a surety you cannot. Then fear the fire, whose fuel shall be men and stone, which is prepared for those who reject faith. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala gives the challenge to the human beings to try and produce a work like the Holy Quran. So Allah, when He says, a-meen, ya ta He is giving indication to the Arabs. The Quran was revealed in Arabia, so it had to be in Arabic language, and the local language of the people out there was Arabic. So Allah indirectly is telling, that you people, Arabic is your language. So how you A, B, C, D, English? Same way, Alif, Lam, Mim, it's your language. With these letters, which you are so proud of. Because when the Quran was revealed, The Arabs were very proud of their language. Arabic was at its zenith, at its peak. The thing that the Arabs were most proud of was their language. It was the age of literature and poetry. They were excellent in literature and poetry. So Allah says that these are your letters. With your letters, which you are so proud of, I have produced this Holy Quran. He challenges all the human beings. If they want, they can take the help of jinn also, anyone besides Allah, to try and produce a single surah like the Holy Qur'an. Certain surahs of the Holy Qur'an are very small, three verses, and the shortest contain ten words. So Allah is challenging them to try and produce a surah somewhat similar to the Holy Qur'an. So when Allah says Alif Laam Meem, ha Meem, after this, wherever you read, whenever it occurs in the Holy Qur'an, after that immediately there is a praise of Holy Quran. For example, in Surah Baqarah, as you said, starting of the Quran, not starting of the Quran, starting of Surah Baqarah. It says, Alif Laam Meem, Zalik al-Kitab al-Araibati. Alif Laam Meem, this is a book in which there is guidance without doubt for all those who have faith, all who have taqwa, who have iman. So whenever these abbreviated letters come, after that immediately there is praising of the Holy Quran. So whenever these letters are Occurring in the Holy Quran, it's a reminder to the human being that this is Allah's Kalam and reminder for the challenge that try and produce a work like the Holy Quran, you will not be able to do it. No one has been able to do it so far. Many people tried. Many non muslim tried but they failed miserably. No one has been able to do it and no one inshallah will be ever be able to do it till eternity. Uh. Considering that uh,
2: brother Mahendra Siddhu had asked this question out of the topic, I would like to remind our audience, today is the topic on Salada programming towards righteousness. Kindly restrain your questions to this topic. What I would request is, we have got various videotapes of Dr. Zakir available at the Islamic Research Foundation where you could view it or they are available for purchase outside for rupees 175 each at a subsidized price. We have him speaking on various topics like Quran and modern science conflict or conciliation, symposium on religion in the right perspective, concept of God in Hinduism, Christianity and Islam, women's rights in Islam, modernizing or outdated, the press debate on is religious fundamentalism a stumbling block to the freedom of expression organized by the Bombay Union of Journalists, focus of Islam and universal brotherhood is the Quran God's word Muhammad peace be on him in the various world religious scriptures, da'wah or destruction al-Quran should it be read with understanding similarities between Islam and Christianity, Islam medical science and dietary laws Islam and secularism tolerance or intolerance TV talks on third world broadcasting, New York Islam, the universal religion, and other topics. Any topic would be of interest. You could uh, avail the opportunity to view them at the IRF, or if you would like a personal copy, the videotapes are available outside at rupees 175 each. Some are displayed on the table. We also have the Holy Quran with the English translation, available for a hadia of rupees 150 only. The question from the slip. Why is the method of performing Salah for man and woman different?
0: The question posed was that why is the method for performing Salah of man and woman different? As I mentioned, there are several books available in the market describing the method of offering Salah and most of them have separate chapters of how a woman should perform salah and how a man should offer salah and the postures are different. In fact, there is not a single authentic hadith which says that the woman should offer salah different than the men. There's not a single authentic hadith. In fact, if you read Sahih Bukhari volume number one, in the book of characteristics of salah chapter number sixty-three Ummah Abdarda, may Allah be pleased with her, she sat in tashahud, like the men, and she was a woman well-versed in religious affairs. There are several hadith narrated by Hazrat Aisha, by the other wives of the Prophet, and other lady companions, may Allah be pleased with them all, mentioned Sayyid Bukhari, Sayyid Muslim, and various Sayyid hadith. But none of them say that there is a particular different method and different postures for a man and woman to offer Salah. The answer is very clearly given. As I mentioned earlier, in Sahih Bukhari, volume number 1, in the book of Adan, chapter number 18, Hadith number 604, and Sahih Bukhari, volume number 9, Hadith number 352, the Prophet said, Pray as you have seen me praying. So the men and women should offer Salah in the same postures and same way. Hope that answers the question. My question is Is it necessary to offer Salah only? Can't we pray to Allah in our own way? And will it be accepted by Allah? And did the earlier Prophets pray
2: like how we do? And did they pray five times a day?
0: The brothers asked the question that should we offer the Salah in the same way as told in the Quran and the Hadith, can we offer in our own way and did the earlier Prophet offer in the same way as this Salah? The second part of the question, all the Prophets of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala offered Salah. And all of them at least did the sujud, the main part of Salah. But all the Prophet may not have offered exactly the same way as we offer today. As the Holy Qur'an says in Surah Maidah chapter 5 verse number 3, On this day have I completed a religion for you. And I have completed my favor on you. And I have chosen for you Islam. After the Qur'an was revealed, the whole deen was made complete. Before that, the Prophet did offer salah. They did do sujood. But everything else was not in the same form. maybe may somewhat similar. As I give examples, what mentioned in the Bible, etc. Somewhat similar, but may not be the exact form. Regarding the first part of the question, That can we offer in any way like we want? Why should we offer in the same way? I gave you the reasons why we offer Salah the way we offer Salah. There are social benefits. The increase of brotherhood is there. Unity is there. Equality is there. If you say, okay, I want to offer in my house only, sitting on the chair. All these benefits do not derive. Social equality, brotherhood, love between the human beings, the spiritual benefits, and where is benefit, the full talk which I gave. Major part of it contains the benefits. If you open your style, you will not derive all these benefits. And this is the way taught to us by Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and His Prophet. If you think you are better than the Prophet, you can try it, but you will fail. As the Holy Quran says in Surah Al-Imran chapter 3 verse 54, makroom makrallahu wa allahu khairul The unbelievers plotted and planned. Allah too planned. Allah is the best of plan. So Allah has shown you the way this is the best. If you think you're better than Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and want to improve on him, you can try it, you'll fail. If Allah gives the challenge, try and produce a surah better than the Qur'an, people have tried, they fail. So if anyone thinks he's better than Allah and the Prophet, it's as good as kuf That's why the unbelievers, they pray the way they pray. But anyone who has faith in the Holy Qur'an and Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and the Prophet, they will only follow the way showed by the Prophet as the Holy Qur'an says, what wa are Rasul.
2: The next question is from Brother Ridwan A. Hamid Khatib. Assalamu alaikum. I work in Jeddah, Saudi Arabia. Once I called a Muslim Filipino friend of mine for Salah. He said, I have offered Salah in Holy Kaaba many times. And one prayer in Holy Kaaba is equal to one lakh times. Therefore, there is no need for me to offer Salah for the next few years. (laughs) How shall I answer him?
0: So the asked the question that when he was in Saudi Arabia, one of his Filipino friend, when he called him for Salah, he said that he had offered Salah in the masjid al haram in Makkah and it's equivalent to one lakh times, hundred thousand times. Therefore, I need not offer for a couple of years. Part of his statement was right. That there are Sahih Hadith in which the Prophet said, that offering Salah in Masjid Nabwi, the Prophet's mosque in Medina, is equivalent to 10,000 times better than any other mosque except the Holy Mosque in Makkah. And if anyone offers Salah in the Holy Mosque in Makkah, it is equivalent to 100,000 times of prayer offered in any other mosque. This is a Sahih Hadith and I agree with it. But people have failed to understand its context. These sawabs that you get are the additional sawabs which you get. It doesn't substitute for any of your other fardh salah. The Prophet didn't say that if you offer one fajr salah is equal to 100,000 fajr salah offered somewhere. No. In sawab, in getting blessings you will get 100,000 times. That does not mean that you can miss 100,000 fajr in your life that doesn't mean that and to give you an example for a better understanding how when we appear for examination you know we have that you get bonus marks if you play cricket you get five marks extra for those people who want admission medical college engineering colleges they have a few marks reserved for NCC for sports for badminton for football if you take part in intercollegiate cricket match football match you get those additional three or four for five marks. But if someone says, this is helpful if you want admission in a medical college where you got 95% marks. If you get 94 and a half, these few marks is helpful for you to get admission in a medical college. But if someone says, I will only play cricket throughout the day, throughout the year, throughout my life, and five, 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 five marks extra, I will get 100 marks and then get admission to a medical college, do you think you'll get? He plays cricket day and night. Night cricket, day cricket. Full day, full night, full year. Ten years. And then he goes to the examiner and says, See, I have played so much cricket. See, this cricket matches bonus marks. That, okay, besides the main examination, you are getting additional marks for doing something else. So these, you will get sawa, you will get blessings. But these blessings don't substitute the farais which you have to do. It only comes into consideration when you have offered the far. These are bonus marks. So, if a person offers a salah in Masjid the Haram or Masjid Nabi, he will get multiple times but it will not substitute for the first salah he has to offer every day throughout his life. Hope that answers the
1: question.
2: I am Mr. Mahesh Mehta.
1: Uh, uh, I am a businessman. So,
2: people who are going in a mosque here in India, it is compulsory to wear a mosque uh, cap. But uh, in Iran and Morocco, the people who are going in the mosque, they are not wearing the cap or they are not covering their head. Why?
0: The brother asked the question that in India, people normally wear the cap when they go to the mosque, but when he went to Iran and Morocco, etc., people don't wear the cap when they offer salah. Brother, there is no verse in the Holy Quran or the authentic hadith which says that wearing a cap is fard. It's compulsory for offering Salah, no way to do that. But there are Sahih we who say that the Sahaba they did cover the head, always. So in that way if a person covers the head for respect, Alhamdulillah. Because if you analyze that in the Eastern culture, in the Eastern culture, for respect, we wear the cap. If you go to England, they say, hello ma'am, and they take out the cap. Hello ma'am, how are you? So take out the cap. That culture is taking out the cap for respect. Eastern culture is wearing the cap for respect. But we Muslims, we don't follow any culture of England or this, because it's a sign of respect. And there are hadiths saying that sahabas, they always covered the head. Not with a cap, sometimes with a cloth, if you were Saudi Arabia, etc. But there's no hadith or Quranic verse which says, it is fur to wear a cap. If a Muslim offers salah without a cap, Inshallah, even that salah will be accepted. It's not a fur. But if someone says, wearing a cap is wrong, even then I don't agree. If someone wears to wear a cap, because no hadith says that if you wear a cap, your salah will not be accepted. So it's optional. So those people who want to wear a cap wear, those who don't want to wear, don't wear. Hope Next question from the slip.
2: Can a non-muslim participate in or offer salah? Uh,
0: this is from B.S. Jain, computer professional. The so, Buddha has posed the question that can a non-muslim participate in offering salah, brother if he really truly wants to participate in the salah but natural first he have to have iman so a non-muslim who wants to accept islam he's most welcome most welcome your salah will only be accepted if you do it with humility and attentiveness if you have faith in allah subhanahu wa ta'ala a non-muslim can accept islam and offer salah. but if he says no I don't believe in Allah, I just want to do what you are doing. He can come and do, but it will be just like another form of gymnastics for him. Because without Iman, without Iman, Salah is useless. Who are you praying to? So if a non-Muslim accepts Islam and then offers Salah, Alhamdulillah it will be accepted. If he doesn't believe in Allah, just for namesake, to show to the people as the Holy Quran says, in Surah Maun, woe to the worshippers, who only pray to be seen of men. And in Surah nisa chapter 4 verse 142 that the hypocrites, they stand for prayer but not in earnestness. And little do they have Allah in remembrance. So Quran speaks about Munafiks, which are but natural Muslims. Non-Muslims can pray, but it will not guide them toward righteousness. They are Munafiks, they are hypocrites. The hypocrite wants to pray, can pray, it's only a show for the human being. But if someone accepts Islam and believes Allah is one and only and he wants to give him thanks and offer Salah, he's most welcome. Hope that answers the question.
2: Assalamu Alaikum, brother. Can I, can I ask a question? Can we offer Salah in the house of a non-Muslim?
0: The sister pose a question that can we offer Salah in the house of a non-Muslim? Sister, as I said earlier, our beloved Prophet said, it's mentioned in Sahih Bukhari, volume number one in the book of Salah, chapter 56, Hadith number 429, that the whole earth has been made for me and my followers as a place to offer Salah, as a masjid. You can offer Salah anywhere in the world, but it should be clean. And there are certain conditions, like if you want to offer Salah in non-Muslim, you can offer, see to it that it's a clean place, or take a clean cloth and pray on it. See to it in front of you, there's nothing to distract you like an idol or like a photograph. You should have a sutra, as the beloved prophet said. Or you can leave some space from the wall. I have a sutra, a sutra can, can also be a spear. It's mentioned in Bukhari, can also be a spear. So if you fulfill the conditions of salah, you can very well offer in the house, as long as the place is clean, and in front of you there is no photograph, or ideas, etc. hope to answer the question.
2: The next question on the slip is, which is the most suitable dress for offering salah? Kurta, pyjama, pant shirt, tie, uh, and some other scribbled etc items are there. Kurshide Khan, lecturer. So there
0: is a question that which is the most suitable best offering, sala, kurta pyjama, band, shirt etc. The minimum requirement, the part that should be covered. For a woman is the complete body, except the face and the hand up to the wrist. It should be loose, it should not be tight, it should not be transparent, all these criteria of hijab. For a man, it's from level to the knee minimum. Minimum. Otherwise, more part of the body is covered, it's preferable. Regarding which is better, kurta, pyjama, or a pantser or a tie. As long as you fulfill the criteria, the minimum criteria of the salah, which is mentioned in the Sahih Hadith, whichever is comfortable for you can wear. If I ask a westerner to wear kurta, pyjama, he'll be uncomfortable. So while praying, he'll be shifting here and there. If you ask a villager to wear a coat and tie, he's not comfortable, so he'll be like that, like that. So as long as you fulfill the minimum criteria as mentioned in the Hadith, very well you can wear any clothes. It should not go against the Sharia. If it's within the clothes of the Sharia, you can wear that. If it's not, for example, wearing a cross, you cannot wear those things which resemble that of the unbeliever. You can't pray wearing a cross, that's haram. But if it doesn't fall in anything haram, fulfill all the condition whether you wear kurta, whether you wear shirt, whether you pant, whichever you are comfortable in, you can wear that dress. Hope that answers the
2: question. i alaikum. My name is Maulik Chandarana and I am a non-Muslim. And I would like to ask you a question. What What is the difference between the Salah and the other prayers offered by other religions, the pujas and the masses? and is there anything wrong with the other ways of prayers, other Salah?
0: The question posed by the brother is that what is the difference in offering Salah the way Muslims pray and the prayer offered by non-Muslims like Puja, etc. What is the difference? Brother, the major difference is that when we offer Salah we offer to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala that is Almighty God. And we believe in a concept of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Again, the concept of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, I discussed in the lecture which I had given in Billah Matishri, the concept of Almighty God. In other religions, what they worship, what they call God Almighty, we don't consider it to be Almighty God. For example, if a person does idol worship, what we consider that the idol they are worshipping is not Almighty God. The idol they are worshipping is not Almighty God. And if you read the scriptures also, the Hindu scriptures, it is against idol worship. So what we as a Muslim should do, as the Holy Qur'an says, Come to common terms as now send you. So if I am speaking to a Hindu and if he says, that what puja I am doing in front of the idol, is right or wrong? So I will tell him, if you read the Yajur Ved, chapter 32, verse number 3 says, Of that God, you cannot make an image so what you are doing is wrong it's mentioned bhagavad gita chapter number 7 verses 19 to 23 that all those who are materialistic people they worship demigods false gods all those who worship false god yet i will fulfill the desires all those who worship the false god demigods i fulfill the desires who worship the false god will go to the kingdom of false god who worship me the true god they will come to me so I as a Muslim will educate the non-Muslims that what you are doing. I am not talking about the Qur'an. It is even wrong according to your scripture. According to your scriptures also, the way of worshipping is wrong. If I speak to a Christian, he doesn't pray the way it has been taught in the Bible. The Bible says, as I mentioned in my talk, all the prophets, when they worshipped the Hindu sujood, before praying they washed themselves. Moses washed, Aaron washed, may peace be upon them all. This the sujood, but today when the Christians worship, they don't watch themselves, they don't do the sujood. So first I will tell them what they are not following according to their scripture which is correct. After that I will tell that this is the last and final revelation of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, and shows you the best way of offering salah. And there are people who give counter-argument that why do they do idol worship etc, which has been discussed in my earlier lecture. Concept of God in the major world religion. You can refer to that cassette for the complete answer. Hope the answer. Please.
2: Next question from Tanzim M Khatib, student of standard eight. As you said, namaz should be said shoulder to shoulder. Should women also do the same?
0: This the has a question. I will mention hadith that our beloved Prophet said. When you stand for Salah, stand shoulder to shoulder. Should the woman also do the same? As I mentioned that women are allowed in the mosque. But if you say that man and woman will stand shoulder to shoulder, that's not true. Because Medical science tells us today that the woman, it has got one degree higher temperature. You will feel soft. You will concentrate more on her than Allah Subhanahu ta'ala. So when men and men stand, they stand shoulder to shoulder. When women and women stand, they stand shoulder to shoulder. But there should be segregation of the sexes. And all the other criteria of Salah is the same for men and women, but they should be equal and separate facilities. for them.. I If you have any further questions
2: on this subject or on Islam and comparative religion, you are most welcome to attend our lectures followed by question and answer sessions. Every Saturday at 3 p.m., every Sunday at 10.30 a.m., and every Monday for ladies at 3 p.m. at the Islamic Research Foundation Auditorium. Last question for the day. As-salamu brother. I, uh, as you said that ladies are allowed to pray in the masjid, alhamdulillah, but I wanted to ask you because Ramzan Sharif is coming and we want to derive the best benefits of it. So suppose like the, after Isha, we can't go due to some family problems or reasons to the masjid. So if we pray after Isha 20 rakat nafil, that we can't offer the Qur'an with the namaz. So is it the same or should we try to go to the masjid if it's better?
0: Mr. has a question that when Ramadan is approaching and offering tarawih after Isha, due to family problems, they can't go to the mosque. And Alhamdulillah, there are quite a few places nowadays in Bombay itself, which have tarawih for the ladies, Alhamdulillah. You can inquire which the places are there. There are many, Alhamdulillah. But if you can't go, can you offer at home? Yes, sister, you can. Preferable is congregation. But if you don't offer congregation due to certain reasons, you can offer individually. Regarding is the sawab same? But natural, there you get more guidance to hear the recitation of the whole Quran. And if you are not half of the Quran, but natural, you will not be able to recite the full Quran in the Tarawi. But offering at home is better than not offering at all. Regarding Sawab, we will say, but natural congregation Sawab according to our beloved Prophet, Mission Sahih Bukhari, volume number one. You get 25 times more Sawab or 27 times more Sawab. So in congregation you get much more Sawab than, than offering a Salah individually. Hope that answers the question.
2: We thank Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala for making this program possible. On behalf of the Islamic Research Foundation, I thank all our guests, including the press, for attending the program. We also appreciate and thank all the persons involved in the organizing and recording of this event for their dedicated efforts in the success of this program. Jazakumullah khairan.